My name is Emily, and you are listening to the Fill Your Cup podcast. This is a space that allows you to press pause on the hustle of life and relax into conversations that will awaken, inspire, and empower your mind, body, and soul. From health, wellness, self-mastery, ancient wisdoms, and all things in between, tune in each week for your dose of all the good vibes. So are you ready? Sit back, relax, and let's fill your cup. Hello, hello, beautiful people. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. Before we dive all the way in, I wanted to extend you a little special offer for all my loyal listeners here on Fill Your Cup. My signature eight-week group program, Align Your Energy, is starting. We're starting round two on August 3rd, Saturday, August 3rd. So doors are open. Grab your spot. If you are in a space where you are holding on to anything physically, mentally, emotionally, if you are feeling those imbalances in your mind, your body, your soul, maybe you have, you know, mental fogginess, you're unmotivated, you're holding on to a little extra physical weight. Shit, I was holding on to 50 pounds at the starting of my journey. Uh, Maybe you're confused about what to eat. You don't necessarily know what's good for you, what's not good for you. Maybe you have no idea how to get yourself out of just this stuck, low place and you feel like you're spinning your wheels, you're stressed, anxious, burnt out. Girlfriend, this is for you. In eight weeks, I take you through pretty much what I learned this past year to heal myself, to literally heal myself, mind, body, and soul. Um physically dropping 50 pounds mentally from a space coming from just really foggy again every morning and just so unmotivated so low energy to a space of waking up super excited about life and about what I'm doing I'm very clear on my path I'm connected to my heart my intuition Um, it's complete 360 emotionally I was holding on to things I had no idea how to express myself about a year ago now I know exactly what I need to do to express myself to feel good if something bad happens to get right back into that place so basically I give you everything that I learned over the past year year and a half now um, and in eight weeks you we first start um, by learning about your mental, physical, emotional imbalances. From there, we can really ground in and become really aware on what it is um, your energy flow is and what we need to release, what you need to release so that you can become clear and more aligned within your own specific energy, your own specific flow. I teach you what nutrition you need, the lifestyle tips, the lifestyle tricks. Um, We'll go into hormone cycles, how we can align with the seasons, how... Um, we're just affected by literally everything. Everything is energy. And I teach you how to align your energy back to your specific flow so that you feel good. You feel great. You are thriving. You are living in your bliss body, girlfriend. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, we start August 3rd. I would absolutely love to have you in there. And if you mention, um, slide into my DMs over on Instagram, shoot me an email wherever you can get a hold of me. Um, but if you mention you heard this on the podcast, I will extend a special offer for you. So make sure you hit me up. We start August 3rd. You need this if you are feeling stuck any type of way, mentally, physically, emotionally. I know how that feels and I do not want anyone to ever have to feel that way, to ever have to feel stuck and like they have to just stay stuck in the same shit day in and day out. That's not why we were sent here. We were sent here to love, to live, to thrive and just to embody that bliss. So if this sounds like you, your soul is like, um, hell yes, just shoot me a message. Let's start up a conversation. And yeah, enjoy today's episode, guys. Hello, hello, everybody. And welcome back to the Fill Your Cup podcast. Thank you for tuning back in. If you are joining us for the first time, thank you for joining us for the first time. 
Um, I am so freaking pumped today, guys. I have a beautiful guest to interview. I have Raina here with me. Raina is a beautiful soul. Um, of course, I found her through Instagram because where else do you find people these days? But mm-hmm. I was just right scrolling through the pages of Instagram and came across Raina's profile um, and was, of course, first off, attracted by the foods that she creates because holy shit, guys, I'm going to link her um, page in the show notes. You guys have to go stock it. Um, Look at all these amazing foods. But then, I mean, got into the depths of her profile and understood, didn't understand, just got a grasp of what her story is and what she's going through. Um, She's an endo, again, endometriosis advocate. I'm just going to let her share her entire story with you because this woman is so powerful, so inspiring, and um, so the information she just like shares is so valuable because no one's fucking talking about it. So without me explaining her whole entire life, let me give it right on over to Raina um, so you can listen on to her magic. Yes, and thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I think it's so cool that you started a podcast and you know you're sharing about other people's stories and um so yeah, definitely endometriosis. I mean, I've been dealing with horrible periods since I was fifteen, but nobody really talks about any of this stuff, so I really had no idea. I went to probably three or four different g i doctors before I even really knew that maybe it was something else that was going on Mm. and I'd seen you know I've been on birth control I was started birth control when I was I want to say like 15 or 16 I'm 25 now so a really long time yeah (laughs) and a lot of uh, gynecologists you know they you can't see endometriosis until you have surgery some people have said that you can see it but it's really really hard to see Um, And that's why a lot of doctors and, you know, anytime I went to the hospital, they're like, you're fine. Nothing's wrong with you other than, okay, you have bad periods and you have really low vitamin D. You're just go home. And so I just got fed up with having horrible periods. I was, every time I had a period, I was out for at least two weeks. I couldn't go to school. It kept me from having any type of mainstream job. I was fortunate enough to babysit and do that kind of thing. Um, I would just take the kids to the swimming pool when I was in pain or something like that. So, um, but yeah, I would just end up on the bathroom floor, just like screaming bloody murder because I was in so much pain and doctors would just go, well, take birth control, take birth control. And it, it wasn't working. So I thought, okay, let me try a Marina IUD. And I ended up meeting this doctor. She was awful. The worst doctor I've ever met in my life. She made me feel so like psychotic and stupid. And so I thought, you know, okay, I don't understand what you're saying, but she's saying this Marina is supposed to help. I I don't know. I didn't have an actual diagnosis of endometriosis at that time. And that was about three years ago. Mm. Then about... I want to say like three or four months into the IUD, oh man, (laughs) my life started to change for the worse. My endometriosis pain got worse. I uh, ended up gaining 50 pounds within three to four months. And that just doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. Um, Even, I mean, maybe if I went to like Taco Bell or McDonald's every (laughs) single day, three times a day, four times a day, maybe, but Right. (laughs) And um, I was so terrified at that doctor because when I got it in, it hurt really bad. Like, I don't even know how I got home. I had to drive hunched over with my eyes, like, poking over, peeking over the dashboard. And she just made me feel stupid again. And so I went back to my previous OBGYN and I was like, Hey, I'm so sorry for cheating on you, but, uh, (laughs) can you please take this out of me? And, uh, it flew across the room when she took it out. It, uh, was not supposed to be in there. That's, you know, 
a for sure thing. And really now, two and a half, three years later from it, I'm still dealing with horrible side effects. Mm-hmm. And every day, I, I bled for an entire year after that IUD. And um, I ended up having surgery and having a full diagnosis of endometriosis. At the same time, I got diagnosed with hypothyroidism as well because all those rushes of hormones that I put from the IUD just shot everything in my body. And so, you know, now I'm on medicine. I have to take hypothyroid medicine. And then when I had the surgery, they found, well, so the ultrasound before surgery, they wanted to just check everything out. And I had two really big cysts. So that was like part of the reason why I had surgery. Because oftentimes my other doctors, they did the ultrasound. They're like, I mean, you look fine. So do you really want to have surgery? Because I'd already had, I went four years. I had like five surgeries all back to back. Because endometriosis starts to, makes your bone density go down because low vitamin D. You get all sorts of types of, body fatigue so you're tired i i went from doing crossfit to laying in bed in the fetal position every day Mm. and you know it it was usually just a week or two out of the month where i'd be like screaming pain but this was every day Mm. and so i definitely you know the iud didn't do anything but make my life miserable but i so i had the surgery and they found my intestines are attached to my uterus which always will be because if I get it taken off I'll have to get a colostomy bag um and then my ovaries are were glued to my uterus and everything was just basically in a big ball and so they went in and you know took out as much tissue as they could because that's what endometriosis does it instead every month when a woman has their period the tissue comes out of their body with endometriosis, it goes back up in the body. Wow. And so then you get it all, all your organs can start to fuse together. And so an early diagnosis is the best because I could have probably stopped my intestines from completely attaching. Um, and I, I know some people who had it in their lungs. And, um, wow, Raina. Yeah. And so I've even kind of thought it's in my lungs, but I'm not. I'm going on a whole different, I don't want to have lung surgery because it's horrible. <laughs> right. No. But um, yeah, so I had that surgery and then um, the surgeon, it was super sweet. He really, really helped me. But then it started again. I just got shoved with a bunch of medicine from every OBGYN and I just was sick and tired of just being pushed on medicine. He wanted to put me on this medicine called Lupron, I believe is how you pronounce it. And what it does is it has progesterone. And that's what the IUD is as well, as progesterone. And when you have a huge rush of progesterone in your body, it can be pretty hor- uh, harmful. And Lupron, from my understanding, puts you into early menopause. And you can only take it three times in your life or within a certain period because it, can, it has such horrible side effects. Wow. And I knew when he told me, I was like, uh, I don't want to, but I'm just going to see if my, what my insurance pays and we'll just kind of go from there. Well, it was going to cost me like $1,000 even with insurance. And so I was like, yeah, that's my sign. I'm not doing that. <laughs> so I, I still was just so stuck. And I was just like, God, I don't, what does any of this mean? Like I've, I kind of researched endometriosis, but I had no idea. And so I, you know, reluctantly, I was really nervous to share about anything. And I thought, oh, if I share stuff, it'll just make me look like a whiny baby or something like that. Not that anyone who shares is, but that's just how I felt for me. And actually it ended up really helping me and opening up this door that uh, now I know like a bunch of people who have it. And and now I'm just like, Oh wow. Okay. So it's not, you know, 
you know, everyone feels kind of like it's, everything is just wrong with me. But really, it's like, no, other women are experiencing this. And God, nobody's talking about it. What is going on? Why don't, none of these doctors, all they say is, okay, don't eat any carbs and take this strong medicine that's going to put you in early menopause at 25 years old or 22 Mm -hmm. years old. Or it's just like, or hysterectomy or have a baby. That is pretty much (laughs) what the doctor said. He didn't want, of course, they don't want you to get a hysterectomy before 30. Um, But I did end up having to freeze my eggs because of the severity of it. And endometriosis has a a stage one, two, three, and four. But that doesn't always indicate, you know, I have stage four, but someone who has stage one could have just as much pain as I do, but they may not have like as much tissue. So it it really isn't a great scale, but um, it's a scale, you know, for the doctors to be able to say, okay, she has stage four, hers is severe or, you know. Right. And so, um, yeah, so it just, I started sharing on Instagram and I actually recently kind of decided, I went through years of going to doctors after that and just trying to figure out what in the world can I do because I wouldn't stop bleeding, I was in pain. And um, I ended up just playing around with a few different things, um, but now I'm starting to get into Ayurvedic medicine, which I know you are. Yeah, so that was really cool when uh, you connected with me because um, I'm really new to that game. But it's made a huge difference in my life. And you know, if you would have spoke to me six months ago, I couldn't be able to tell you that I'm doing any better. So it just um, you know, yeah, I don't, it's, it's a lot to deal with, but it's also, um, I did have, uh, I did meet some other, another person on Instagram and she helped me a lot, but really the, um, the Chinese herbs I've been getting into are pretty interesting. I, you know, they have some crazy powers that I didn't even think was possible. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, really cool. So it, Instagram has been like a huge blessing for me because I've gotten to meet so different, so many different people and just incorporate their ways. And, you know, I've gotten tips about endometriosis and then people reach out to me too. So it's been, it's been really cool. I mean, Definitely isn't my favorite thing to have endometriosis, but <laughs> yeah, but I have to deal with what I've been giving and given. And honestly, now I think I'm getting to the point where it's like, okay, I kind of have a grasp on this. So, mm. Yeah. Oh, so beautiful, Raina. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. Because honestly, I had I have I had no idea that. W- what endometriosis is, was, mm-hmm. like what any of that. So, so valuable. Thank you for explaining yeah. all of that. Um, and really, I mean, thank you for putting yourself out there on Instagram. One, I wouldn't have been able to fa- find you, but um, two, I mean, I really know like how many people you are opening eyes to and like sharing your story and like mm-hmm. helping and like, um, and um, opening up just the eyes of so many to what, again, what endometriosis even is and what, um, I mean, shit, the birth control and Mirena IUD, <laughs> like all of it, really. Um, yeah. So yeah, thank you for really putting yourself out there because um, I know how, how hard it can be sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. But again, just the your courage and everything, everything. Thank you. Um, I kind of want to get into, I mean, you said so many amazing things. So mm-hmm. I just, let's start with like, um, doctors. Cause it's so funny. Yeah. I literally just got off another interview and we, it, she's, um, was dealing with autoimmune disease, but same yeah. thing. We're going to the doctor and one, um, I mean, for me really, like I always felt like going to a doctor in the beginning, like, 
with my anxiety, I was so scared to tell them because it really was like, I felt so judged and it was like, take this, take this, take this, do this, do this. And like, okay, I definitely, I get what you're saying. This needs to happen. But like the fact that like your body rejected the IUD and like it literally flew out, like, holy hell, like, (laughs) do you have any, I mean, because I'm sure you're way more grounded in like what you're doing now, but like, I don't know any tips for anyone or like anything you can speak on that for just like owning your truth and like really like almost doing your own research too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely. And, um, you know, one thing I've been learning too about endometriosis is it is an autoimmune disease, just like hypothyroid. And so I think, um, there's, so much about it, it can affect your entire body. And that's why, you know, endometriosis can affect your digestive system and it can make it seem like you have IBS because I was actually diagnosed with IBS and Crohn's, but I I don't have it. You can combine, you can have Crohn's and endometriosis. I do know someone who has both. Um, It affects, you know, your body fatigue, all sorts of things. And so it's really hard to go to the doctor and say, I'm hurting so bad, but I don't know where to pinpoint it because Mm -hmm. that's where I was at. It was like, yeah, I'm having these really bad periods, but for the rest of the weeks, my stomach is always hurting really bad and I'm always having these headaches and my body is aching. So doctors, you know, they're like, oh, your period has nothing to do with it. It's just your stomach. It's what you're eating. It's what you're doing. It's you're not exercising enough. You're not exercising. You're exercising too much, all all sorts of things. And so, you know, I've been going to doctors for years. And I think the biggest thing that I learned is they're automatically going to say, well, what do you eat? What do you do? How much sleep do you get? And so, to kind of own yourself and be able to like be confident it as much as it stinks i still hate doing it sometimes but log your food figure out you know what can you change with your control before you start going to the doctor because um endometriosis you can have flare-ups and really with a lot of autoimmune diseases you can have flare-ups and for me, a flare-up is dairy and gluten, and meat started to really bother me. And so, you know, I can go to the doctor and say, hey, I'm doing all of these things. They're not working, or they did work, but I'm still in pain. Mm. What can we do? And, you know, you're going you're gonna to meet a lot of assholes before you get one good doctor. Mm. Um, and that's really sad. <laughs> Mm-hmm. but that's just the reality of it. I, I had a doctor one time. He was a GI doctor and my mom was in the room and he told me I was crazy. There's nothing wrong with me. And, um, I need to just stop. Shut and the just, fuck up. Yeah. And just, and my mom was just like, um, excuse me. Wow. Are you kidding me? And he handed me a bag of medicine and was like, yeah, just take it. And on the back, it said, do not take if you have gallbladder disease. And at that time, I was figuring out my gallbladder was not working and I had to get it removed. So if I would have taken that medicine, I could have severely hurt myself. And so you just have to take everything with a grain of salt. You know, if they give you a medicine... Do your research unbiased because when I did my research about the IUD, I was so biased towards it working that I didn't take the time to find negative reviews. Mm. And Google, I think, is probably not the best place. Honestly, Instagram is where, you know, these women, once they try something and it doesn't work, they're going to tell you. And so, you know, if you don't have an Instagram and you are thinking about an IUD or some other type of medicine, just Google in, or just go to Instagram and hashtag endometriosis or hashtag that medicine. And I'm sure you'll find so many women sharing about it because that's really what happened to me. I, I think like two years after I got that IUD is when I started really on Instagram. And I started seeing all these people sharing their IUD story. And I was just like, oh my gosh, if I would have like, 
mm. really done my research, I may not have, have gotten it. And so just, <clears throat> you have to know, you can't go in there and just say I'm hurting and expect anything from the doctor because they see so many patients. And honestly, if you don't have cancer or a lesion that they can see without surgery or, um, you know, something in a textbook that they're used to, they're going to just give you medicine and send you on your way. Mm. And so it's like, it's good to have a mix of, you know, respecting your doctor, but also knowing your own body. And I think that's what's so important. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so much because it is like listening to your own body, like something like for anything at you're at the doctor, you're like in life, like if we're not in tune and like, I loved how you said that, like kind of in control of what really what what's good for us, what's not. And we're, yeah. we're kind of, I mean, really monitor, monitoring it. Because I know in the beginning for me, when I was making all these switches, I did have to log all my food and I did have to log this. And I mean, I still track like what I'm eating. I still track like how, um, how much I'm sleeping. I'm still tracking yeah. like how much water I'm drinking because mm -hmm. these are the lifestyle changes that like, yeah, your doctors are telling you because these lifestyle changes are so important. And if you are choosing the things that are going to make you feel better and you still feel like shit, something's off, like something yeah. is off. Yeah. Um, so I love that you said that. And it really is like, it's exactly what Supper was saying on this episode, like right before it's like, mm -hmm. you can, you can go into the doctor and you can tell them like, this hurts, this hurts, this hurts. But like, their job like is to like make you feel better as quick as they can. And if yeah. you're not like, you know, telling them exactly what's going on and like really advocating for yourself and like standing in your truth, because like, yeah, that can be scary, but like, it's not their body. It's your body. Right. And like, that's so fucking crazy about the doctor that was going to like, let you take those pills just yeah. because like he didn't want to like take the time. Like, yeah. so if no one else is going to, take the time for like you guys like take the time for yourself like mm -hmm. take the time spend the time to like do the research and like what are you putting into your body because mm -hmm. if I knew like, I was on birth control for like five or six years if I and I only did it because I was like oh I don't want to get pregnant this is what everyone right. else is doing it's way easier right than a condom and this and that like mm -hmm. oh if I knew what shit I was putting into my body I would never have yeah. put and a I pill yeah, I wish at this point I it's not an option for me to get off birth control. And I think that is hard for girls too. I, I have seen a lot of girls who will get off birth control and, you know, continue to have horrible pain. And so it's just kind of finding that balance. Right now I'm not ready to go through that again. And the mm. birth control, although, you know, horrible ingredients – I have to outweigh, you know, pain or ingredients. And so it's just like finding that good mix. Fuck and also yeah. that IUD, I didn't mention. Um, what's scary is the doctors don't tell you every side effect. And you, always, you can't always find it either. I actually just found out I have fluid behind my eyes. Mm. And um, it's really close to my brain. And so it's causing me to have these like horrific migraines and the neurosurgeon, I believe is what they're called. I don't know. They do your brain in your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, they said that it's a huge possibility that it was caused by the IUD because I gained so much weight mm -hmm. so fast. And so I actually have fluid like come like my spine is, um, creating way too much fluid in my spinal fluid and it's causing it to go into my behind my eyes and eventually on my brain. And so it's really freaky. You know, I'm finding this out three years later. Um, you know, that I'm like, dang, if I knew I would have fluid behind my eyes and have to get a spinal tap and like, I had to go through so many tests, mm. I would have never even stepped close to that IUD. And so mm. it's just, you know, it's scary because when you're in pain, you're just going to do whatever you're going to do to get out of it. And these doctors know that. Right. Yeah. Oh, you are so strong, sister. I know. I, I saw that on your um, feed the other however long ago. And yeah. um, 
yeah. Um, speaking on that too, it's like wherever you are, like there's always going to be the point like of always, I mean, something's always going to come up again, health wise, life wise, and like finding what's working for you. Because like you were saying, like at, um, I mean, it was the IUD, then back to birth control. And you couldn't imagine being off birth control right now, which is like so fine because now you're like experiencing or experimenting with the Chinese herbs and who knows, Mm -hmm. like in how long, like that's going to be your next thing to get you off of like, you know, and like, so it is like you guys don't, wherever you are on your healing journey and like wherever you are in your life, like don't stop just because someone tells you no, or that you have come to the spot where like it does doesn't work. It's like, pick yourself up and try again. And I know that it's definitely like, um, almost shit, like a mind fuck sometimes. Like how, like I got here, like I got there. Like I would love to talk to you about your mindset through all of this because like, Mm -hmm. like I said, just that one story with the spinal fluid, like you're so strong, but like everything you've had to go through, like how's your mindset, like the mental state? Yeah. Oh man. I've come off very long way mental mentally um it I remember it's it's crazy because I never thought I could be here where you know I am still dealing with pain on the daily basis um but I mentally am stronger so really each month I get better and I'm just like wow I I can't believe this and so definitely just reaching out to people and, um, you know, talking about it really helped because for the longest time I didn't really talk about it because I thought if I don't talk about it, you know, it's not really real. And then it got to the point where I was so mentally lost that all I could do was complain about it. Mm. And, um, you know, it, I think it was, no one around me, my closest friends and family and stuff, they're going to, they're not going to tell me I'm annoying, but you start to feel like this burden. And so you, I just kind of had to find this like middle ground where I can still kind of show people like, Hey, I'm going through this, but I'm, I'm doing okay. Instead of just, I felt like I couldn't control. I was just really outpouring on anyone I could find just going like, Oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm doing. My life is, you know, spiraling down. I'm in so much pain, all this kind of stuff. And so mentally, yeah, it's, it's really every day you have to get up and decide is today going to be, you know, am I going to allow myself to feel it, but be better? Or am I going to mope around? Which sometimes I have to just lay in bed and just sulk Mm. because sometimes it gets so overwhelming. You're just like, what? (laughs) Right. But it, I think it was a huge blessing that I found out about this fluid behind my eyes now, because I think a year ago I, I couldn't have handled it. I would have just been Oh, I can't even imagine. Cause when I found out now at first they, they were like, we have to rule out a tumor just so you know. And I was like, I don't have a tumor. I'm fine. I know my body. Like mm-hmm. I'm good. <laughs> mm-hmm. But in the back of my head, my mind, I was a little like, Oh, oh shit. What do I right. Do? <laughs> right. But, um, just definitely. Yeah. And like really, uh, I was going through college when I had all the IUD and the endometriosis surgery, I froze my eggs. I did that all while I was in college. And um, that was, I don't know how I did that. Mm. Um, but I think it also helped too, because it, it did distract me a little bit. Um, my grades definitely reflected. <laughs> but I mean, I'm not that great at school anyway. But um, yeah, I think mentally I've definitely gotten a lot better. More I've learned to yoga really helped me. I always thought it was so cliche that people got into yoga, you know, and it's like, okay, yoga's not going to fix everything. But really it's, it's just getting in tune with your body and, and using that meditation and learning how to breathe through things and just accepting it. And, you know, now when I'm in pain, I try and breathe through it. I talk to myself, like, it's okay, it's going to end, because I think having a diagnosis helps, 
because when you're in the dark, you're like, everything hurts and I don't know why. And I'm crazy. That's, Mm. you know, now it's like, I'm in pain, but I know why I'm in pain. And I know the tools that I can use to, you know, try and relieve some of that pain. And so mentally, yeah, so much better now. I have my days, I have my weeks, but um, yeah, it's really just, it's all about getting in tune with your own body. I was so out of touch that I, I can't even, I'm just like, wow. I thought this whole time that I was being an advocate for myself, but really what I was doing was just letting myself be a science experiment. Mm, yeah that's so deep yeah it's and I love again everything you have to say because (laughs) no matter where you are it's like we you can resist and you can like do all of that that, like all of the kind of negative vibes and really like have that more um the darker mindset around it but that again leads to the complaining the resentment and like that bad energy and like you you, you find yourself at this point, you're like, like you said, like affecting everyone around you without them saying something, but you're like, wait, what the hell? How did yeah. I get there? So it's um, really, like you said, you put, you put the nail on the head, like connecting into your body, mm-hmm. slowing down and like being okay. And I love that you said this, like accepting whatever that your morning has and beautiful example, like from you, because it's so like light and dark and so like polar opposite one day, it might be like, okay, I really choose to have a great day. The next day it might be like, holy shit, I really choose to like stay in bed today. And like, that is a like really a mind fuck in itself. But like Mm -hmm. everyone listening again, like if it's, if you're going through like a, a battle, like Reina, if you're going through anything through your life it's like you have the choice and it's okay to take the space and allow yourself to heal because if we're just going 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 to the next thing there's no room for us to even like well one listen to your body Mm -hmm. which then gets you to like okay well in my mind I'm actually not that freaking crazy because in my body this is actually what's off and so like even just that self-talk I mean this is all I teach my girls like about in my Mm -hmm. coaching is like I mean Ayurveda is literally that science like the mind-body balancing science and so to be able to slow the f down listen to your body to be able to realize what your mind needs which at first probably isn't anything but to slow down and take an extra breath like you're yeah. saying and like I'm I don't know if you know but yoga is literally the sister science of ayurveda and so mm-hmm. obviously like you're being attracted to these chinese herbs yeah. and you're like oh this that like I can't wait to get off and like jam out like a whole nother time about all of this with you but um it really is like being able to accept yourself for where you're at no matter how hard like because I mean, I can talk and like say this, you guys, but when I was a year and a half ago, like I, it was no, like I fucking hate this. Like, fuck this. Why me? Why me? Like, but again, like being able to be in a space, like no matter where you're at, accepting yourself, putting love on it, like, because yeah, like, you know, if, if you're, um, if you're in a situation and you're just like, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. You're literally putting that energy towards it. You're only attracting the hate vibes back. But if you're like, okay, we're accepting it, we're loving it, you, again, easier said than done, but that's eventually going to come back to you and it's going to create the space for you to like be able to slow down. Um, So, I mean, yeah, thank you for sharing all of that because it's so freaking important. It really is, yeah. Um, and being in pain with like a strong mindset is there, I mean, like you said, it's like definitely that choice, but, um, is there anything that like, uh, I don't know, like a specific mantra or like really something for you that like hones down? Cause I I don't experience the pain, but I know a lot of people that experience waking up with like actual physical body pain. And that is like, I mean, at the beginning of your day, you're like, okay, I'm good. No. (laughs) Right. Yeah. It's definitely mentally exhausting to be in pain all the time. There's times where literally I was just done with my day and I just sat on my bed and cried because it's sometimes the pain just, no matter what you take, it just won't go away. But I think, you know, I recently found a really good 
yoga um, sequence for pelvic pain mm. and that alone you know other tools have really helped me and stuff but this was just mind-blowing to me the the first time I did it I was like you know I'd already kind of been doing yoga for six months and that actually causes me to flare up sometimes if I do too hard yoga so I have to keep yoga really gentle and um my mom actually sent me it it was just on YouTube and um I wish I could remember her name right now but I can't um but uh she has a sequence for endometriosis and I thought oh my gosh that's really cool and but I was like there's no way it's gonna really do that much um but now a few months later I I do it I try and do it every night but it doesn't always happen but um that has relieved my pain significantly then when I have a flare-up I know to do that sequence and it helps me Mm. tremendously oh my gosh like I can't even I'm just like I can hear the energy so through cool. your like through your words like I'm getting chills yeah. you talking about it and that's like so fucking beautiful because literally a free source on YouTube that your mom sent you <laughs> and like yeah. how often do we resist free YouTube videos and the shit that our parents text us and like we don't even take that step to like get deeper into yeah. it like be I think you said it too like be open. Yeah, you did. Like be open to what what it is, God, universe, like whatever the yeah. sign is, like be open. Like nothing happens like as an accident. And um and it, like you said it so beautifully. If you're only focusing on like you said for the IUD, like, oh, like only the good, like, yo, you miss like the bad. But if you're focused yeah. and it's like vice versa in life, if you're only focusing on the bad, yo, you're going to miss all of the good. Yeah. Um, and that's definitely where I was at. I was so angry at life that I was not willing to do anything but go to school and get in bed and, you know, see my friends, but still be miserable and, you know, pain medication and all types of pain relievers. Um, and that, that was my crutch for a long time. Um, and finally, I've been open to letting people kind of help me because I thought, you know, no one understands what I'm going through. There's no way anyone can help me. But mm. that's just not the case. I think I was scared because I had been told so many times nothing is wrong with you that I was scared that if I got help that they would say the same thing, you know? Mm. And so, yeah, just being open to things like that and just now, before I would get in, and I still do it sometimes, but being in pain, you're just like, well, shit, my day is ruined, can't do anything. Right. I'm just have to sit here all day because sometimes I am forced to have to lay down like I want so badly to do something but my body is saying hell no mm. and I used to be so distraught about it but now I'm just like okay I rather than me forcing myself to do this and causing a huge flare-up I need to just lay down just mm. relax and maybe you might get get up later you know who knows and so it's just playing around with tools and trying to figure out the best way possible um but just like yeah like you said the energy really it it does come out of your body and when you're doing things to help prevent it and so yeah like i remember seeing this one girl on instagram she found out she had endometriosis and she said her walking every morning has changed her life and she feels so much better. And I thought at the time I was like, she's dumb. There's no way that could actually happen. That wouldn't happen for me. That's crazy. Mm. And that was just me being so hateful at the fact that someone found something that worked for them. Mm. And, you know, it, and something else works for me. Walking for me is good, but if I do too much, I flare up really bad. And so it's just like, some people, I know some people have endometriosis and they can still rock hard, do mountain biking, biking, all sorts of things, you know? Right. And then there's some people who can't at all. And so I think that's a hard thing too, 
people try and fit it into one category Mm. and that's just not the case it's like diets there's no one diet for everyone there's no way of eating for everyone everyone's a little different and so Oh, yes. You just, I mean, again, you're speaking the truth of Ayurveda, which is like a past life, definitely something to do with Ayurveda. But like, that's what it is. Like everyone is so unique and something is going to work like for you. That's not going to work for me, vice versa. And um, absolutely. Uh, Something that you kept saying and like, um, and I think is so beautiful that I haven't touched on is, 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 asking for help and connecting with people and like being okay to ask for help and like being okay to open up for people. Cause I know something for me and like, I don't know, maybe for you too, but like as a, well, as a woman and I grew up playing sports and so I was side by side with woman beside me, just like, how can I beat you out here? How can I beat you out here? How can I be better than you? And so I think like I grew up a lot with like, how can I be in competition with women? And so then when I got into the world of like needing help and like discovering myself more and like being like so lost with it. And I was like literally sitting by myself and like you said, like wallowing in shit that like, oh, I can't fix this. I can't do this, but she's doing it. And like, well, fuck her because (laughs) I feel like this and like really. And until I was open to, um, well, I think sharing was the first part. And I think Mm -hmm. you said that too, like being open to share and you're like, oh, other people feel like this. Oh, other people are actually going through this and like seeing like, okay, you're not by yourself. And then um, like, again, like just opening the connection instead of the competition. Um, Yeah. yeah. Uh, Do you have, I'm sorry. I was like waiting. I thought you were going to say something. I was going to say, I'm not trying to take a break. I'm talking so much. (gasps) No. Oh my God. Keep talking. That's why I have you on. Like, do you have anything to, anything more to speak on that? Cause I know that has been a big part of my healing journey. Um, is that connection with other women? And like, we all have something to learn from each other. And I think, well, on another like universal level, like we are literally a direct reflection of each other. So like this conversation we're having, like you are saying shit that I need to hear. I'm saying shit that you need to hear. And like the people listening to this are like hearing the shit that they need to hear. Um, so yeah, do you, can you kind of like speak on that? Yeah, I, I definitely think that, you know, especially now with the whole influencer genre, I feel you. (laughs) You know, it's hard. A lot of women, you know, I think it's amazing. I think this huge movement of like body positivity, all this kinds of stuff, you know, it's, it's allowing women to come together and work together, but then there's still this competition. And so it's, it is a, it's hard, but it, it definitely, if you're open and willing to just take people's advice and, um, you know, give your advice freely. And I think that's where we need to be careful too, is like, you know, I can't just like tell everyone, oh, you need to do what I did because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm perfect, you know, something crazy. Right. It's just really what I wanted to share is like, I'm going through this and I'm kind of doing these things and it's working for me. And if you like what I'm saying, then, hey, that's amazing. I mean, I've gotten quite a few people who've unfollowed me that um, I was actually friends with since sharing my story. You know, I I know that some people find it a little tad annoying, which is, you know, fine. But I'm like, you know, frankly, I have vagina problems and I'm going to have to talk about them for the rest of my life. So if you don't want to hear it, I understand. And I think that was a big thing for me too is understanding, hey, this isn't for everyone. And if you unfollow me, that's it's fine. Like you don't have to listen to this. And so I think, you know, but yeah, accepting people's advice, it's, it's hard because there are some people who, who are like, well, well, haven't you tried this or haven't you tried that? Or why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? And it's just Mm. like, uh, (laughs) you haven't, I've tried so many things like, you know, even I catch myself sometimes doing that. Like, oh, you're dealing with that? Like, have you tried this? Or, you know, and it's like, oh, wait, no, no, no. I need to just listen. And yeah, I think competitiveness and just 
really, I think pride can kind of get in the way right. or, you know, all sorts of things. Um, but having my mom with me has been amazing. She's really done so much to help me and just, you know, there have been times where she's told me stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, mom, I don't care. Like, I'm just so stressed out. But then I hear in the back of my head, and I'm like, yeah, she's right. Right. <laughs> that is what <laughs> I needed to hear. <laughs> okay, mom, I get it. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then, like, speaking yeah. on that, I think a big part of it is, like, <laughs> it's so funny. Whenever I think of, like, I mean, I go back to business, and, like, I – um, never really liked the business side of it because um, people just were so fake and so chintzy. And it's like the same thing. Like when you are getting into the space of like helping people again, if you're on Instagram, if you're anywhere and like you're giving your opinion, like, yo, it's out of love and it's out of a space yeah. that's like this, like, you're not like telling them to do something like, yo, this worked for me. And like, if I can change, like maybe it can help you too. Right. And like out of a space of love, whatever it is you're doing. Um, cause when I, cause when you were like speaking on that, it is like, um, even when I'm like speaking something like to clients or to like my boyfriend and it's just out of this place of like, literally if it's out of a place of anything but love, it just like feels so, off vibrationally and mm -hmm. <laughs> that's because it's if we do it like from that place of again just like oh you have to know this you have to do this this is work right. for me this yeah um bad vibes so yeah mm -hmm. i just had to speak on that um and then i know we're kind of running up on time here i wanted to ask you before our some our final question um just kind of about your food blog because like i said y'all go follow go check it out i'll link all of it in the show notes but um like did you get into like cooking because of your um I mean, because of your diagnosis, were you always kind of into, I love it, soulful eats? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. So I've always loved cooking. Um, always loved it. It's, it's very, that's my Zen moment. Like, I just, I just like check out when I'm cooking and I love it so much. I mean, it's exhausting, but it's, it's a lot of fun and it's a lot of fun. I love food. I just love experiencing different flavors. And like, if you give me a plate of bland food, I'm, I just can't eat it. <laughs> <laughs> I just, so I've always loved food, but, um, it started actually in my last semester of college. I had this amazing English professor. I loved her so much. And she wanted everyone to do a group project and it was like a blog. They just had to do a couple of blog posts and it was a group project and there was different categories and I said cooking and nobody wanted to do cooking. So I was like, Oh yeah, I get to do a group <laughs> project by myself. I'm all for it. Wait, that's like, was what my favorite moments in college <laughs> when everyone's like, oh, no more partners. I'm good. Yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah. I do not like group projects in college. Okay. I feel you. I love that. <laughs> so um, I created it at the time. I'd actually was with a nutritionist that that's a whole other story. She was awful. So, but I had already kind of changed my diet a little bit. And so I thought, okay, I'll do that. I'll just kind of show, you know, talk about what foods I'm cooking. And I thought of the name and I was like, oh yeah, that's kind of a cool name because it's filling your soul. And that's how I feel about food is when you eat, mm -hmm. it's just fill your soul, but in a healthy way, because I mean, if you're not eating something like I don't know if you're eating bad food, but it's, you, it's hard to explain, but like when I'm, when I know I'm eating junk food, yeah, it's going to fill my stomach, but then I'm just going to feel like regret and horrible. And I'm going to, my body's going to ache. And so I just wanted to find a fine line where it's like, this is all healthy food, but it tastes so good. It makes your stomach feel good. And you're not going to miss that typical way of cooking that you grew up with or you know something like that and so oh my god yes <laughs> and so I thought whatever I'll just 
do the name, no big deal. Did did the couple posts. My professor was like, you should keep this going. And I was like, no, that's okay. That's too much work. I'm not doing that. <laughs> because I also, at that time, I, w- I was just like, literally, I cannot do anything else other than be diagnosed with endometriosis and go to school. Mm. And so it wasn't until I started doing some coaching with this girl I found online and she, um, kind of like what, what you do. Um, so it's really cool that I've gotten to meet people like that. And, um, she just was helping me overcome emotions and stuff. And I thought at the end of our time, we, we spent, I think like three months together and I was like, you know what, maybe I could, maybe there is some possibility to like grow. Maybe I don't have to be so stuck. Um, just sharing my vagina problems, you know, because it started at that point, I was getting a little overwhelmed too. I was being sad, having to document all my sadness. And so um, I was like, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to just start. I told my boyfriend, I was like, you know, you remember that blog we did in class? I think I'm going to, I think I might grow it, you know, add on to it. And so, yeah, I think I've been doing it for like six months or something. And I share mainly vegan recipes. I know I typically um, try to be 100% vegan when I'm at home, but when I'm out, it's really hard. Sometimes, you know, I'll forget to ask no cheese. So I try not to be so strict when I'm outside of my house because I've already done that thing where I'm super strict on super strict diets. And Mm. so, you know, if people will ask me, isn't your blog vegan? Why are you, you know, Mm. why do you have like some... I don't know, whatever you're eating or whatever. I'm just like, I am eating whatever feels good that puts into my body. And if it doesn't, and I know it, then I just have to be fully aware that I'm probably not going to feel good. (laughs) Mm. Um, But yeah, I try to share like, sometimes I'll put, okay, I did this recipe that's all vegan, but if you want to put, you know, some meat in it, this is the kind of meat that you should put in it. Because all the different meats have all different flavors. And and I, I still cook meat for my boyfriend um, and help him meal prep. And I show that on my Instagram, like meal prepping for someone who's not a vegan. Uh, because like, I, like we said earlier, nobody eats the same way. And not everyone, you know, wants to quit eating meat. And that's, that's fine. I personally, since not having a gallbladder, I can't really handle a lot of the meat because it has a lot of fat in it. So you know, it's helped me a lot with my digestion. And so, yeah, I just try to share like super easy, quick recipes that fill your soul and that taste good. <laughs> I love that because literally fill your cup. Hello. That's how we can fill our soul. And that's like how I healed my body was. And I loved how you put it. It's like, you can literally eat foods that fill your stomach, but until you start eating foods that fill both your stomach and your soul, like you're, you're, you're not doing yourself a favor at all. You're literally not healing anything. And again, I freaking love that you said like now you go out because same thing. I always have people like, the hell, aren't you vegan? Aren't you, don't you just eat like vegetables? I'm like, what the fuck? I'm eating like an in and out burger. Like I'm good. Like, no, like I still eat meat. Like I still like, yeah, I'll get a carne asada burrito. Like I am not restricting myself. However, I know if I go and eat in and out three nights a week, then go eat a carne asada, carne asada burrito the other four nights of the week, I'm going to feel like shit and I'm going to feel yes. so gross that right. I like, yeah, that I don't even want to do it. So um, beautiful because that is, I think, a big switch up to something that kept me so long from like eating healthy or like switching to like a healthier lifestyle was like, I don't want to eat foods that taste like shit. And like, I don't right. want to eat foods that like are like too healthy because Again, that's how we were raised in the society. If you want to be skinny, you have to eat an almond. If you want to be skinny, you have to eat like one piece of lettuce in a smoothie. Like actually, no, like food can be so freaking bomb and it can be dairy-free and it can be grain-free and it can be gluten-free. And like, so thank you for sharing that too, because that's a huge part of what sometimes I still forget. I mean, I practice, I preach it, but, and like, um, but sometimes a lot of, what people don't even know, especially if they haven't made that transfer into um, 
into just like eating better for their, for really their energy, not even to like look or anything. It's like literally to feel good. Cause when you feel good, then you're going to be like, damn, I look good. And then you're just going to keep like feeling good. So, um, so yeah. That's a perfect way to put it. Cause that's definitely people go, Oh, I'm sorry. Like I literally had a waiter one time. He, I ordered this curry and it doesn't come with meat, but he added meat for some reason. And I was just like, I wasn't going to say anything. I was just going to push it to the side. And my friends were like, no, like you should totally say something like, because it costs extra too. So I was like, I'm not about that. Right. (laughs) When I told him, he looked at me with this disgust and was like, seriously, you don't eat meat. I'm sorry for you. And I was just like, Oh, "Oh, okay. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. And it's, it's, that goes back to like, even like such a beautiful parallel between like your fucking doctor, like not like believing you and like what's good for your body. Like Mm -hmm. it's just such a good reminder that everyone is on their own journey. Everyone has their own opinion. And like, it goes back to like doing it out of love because if the server was like to come out of a place and you saying that and being like loving about it and not being a fucking asshole, like (laughs) it would have been a whole different situation and if like he would have probably been open to like oh why doesn't she eat meat it isn't so great for me you know so um yeah yeah, absolutely all right (laughs) yeah right all right dude well no tip for you no um i didn't pay for the meal because i was not gonna tip him there you go exactly i didn't have to pay for it (laughs) that universe um All right. So the last question, and I feel like I know the answer to this now, but what is your favorite way to fill up your cup? Gosh, there's all sorts of ways. Um, But really just, just to name a few, I, I really love it when people reach out to me and ask me for help and advice, because that's, I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, like I'm, I'm kind of in a place where I can help people and, um, but also, you know, specifically for me as me time, I like to at night, uh, for a while I did yoga in a studio and I liked it, but I love just turning on my like diffuser and just getting some oils and just kind of like feeling however my body moves and not focusing on oh, I need to do all these workouts to lose weight and stuff like that. And just um, being with my friends really helps me too. It helps me get out of, you know, my pain. Because sometimes they all get together and I'm in so much pain, I don't want to go. But I know if I step outside of myself and I go to talk to people, not about me, it helps. Because I do Mm. tend to accidentally talk about myself a little too much <laughs> all, don't um, we all don't we all <laughs> I feel like it's, a, it's, it's how I like communicate to people it's how I like relate but you know as I get older I'm like maybe I should start asking other people you know <laughs> my, bo- my boyfriend would be laughing hard he's always like he's always like communication is talking and listening um so can you do the listening I'm like okay <laughs> yeah I know it's so hard I feel like women that's definitely how we communicate is sharing our stories and so mm. you know um but then we have to be careful not to just overshare, over-share. <laughs> yeah that's right um but yeah just just doing small things for myself and uh, you know a while ago like probably a year ago I never took time to do anything positive to fill my cup it was like mm. let me go get some fast food because that'll make me feel better let me go spend money that I don't have to make myself feel better and let me just isolate myself because I can't handle being around anyone right now but you know just getting out and going. And then there's times, I mean, there's times I've gone in my car, I've gone out and I was like, screw this. I'm going home. I can't get this right now. Um, right. Yeah. It's just all about you know, taking a walk, riding my bike, just sitting outside and looking at my plants and a garden really is a huge fill my cup moment for me. Um, water is really relaxing to me. So. 
Mm, I love your garden. I love it. I love it. So fresh. Yeah, you guys need to go stalk her page and like look at all of the things because beautiful garden, um, beautiful everything. Um, And those are just amazing ways. And again, I'm just going to circle back like sharing and like communicating like that is how we can one heal ourselves and then like really start to heal like the world, which is why I mean, the world, that sounds very expansive, but like, shit, really one person at a time. So we can heal the world. And, um, and that is why I started this podcast because I want to bring as many empowering women on here that can just keep inspiring and opening up the eyes and like the awareness to things that are going on that like aren't being talked about at all. So this was so freaking valuable and just such a beautiful conversation. Um, thank you so much, Raina. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And, and like I said, I, I think it's awesome because podcasts are a great thing. People are driving all the time. Mm. And, you know, they have that allotted time, 30 minutes, hour to themselves where they can't look at their phone. I mean, you shouldn't look at your phone. <laughs> um, and they can't, you know, just read a book or watch TV. And so it's really cool to have that set a time, you know, oh, okay, I'm going to drive in the car and I'm going to learn about anxiety today, or I'm going to learn mm. about the IUD today. So it's, it's really right. cool. So. Thank you. And I, I'm, we could keep talking forever because okay. you keep bringing up amazing points, but like that goes back to the facts as well, because a year and a half ago, guys, podcasts, I was like, what the, who listens to podcasts? Like what nerds, like what, like, right. Like I would never listen to a podcast, but, um, that like 30 minutes, that hour in a car, instead of thinking about all the shit that's going wrong, like with your life or in your day or like the negative thoughts and just sitting and festering in them and then just being more upset because you're in traffic. Like you can literally switch up your vibe and your mindset by turning something on that's like free. So, right. right. So I love that you said that. Um, yeah. So let me, let's uh, tell everybody where they can go find you, where they can just go look at all your things and yes. give you all the love. Yes. So on Instagram, it's at Raina, R-A-I-N-A, Diane, D-Y-A-N-N-E. So at Raina Diane. <laughs> and my link to my blog is actually in that bio on Instagram. Perfect. But you can also find me on Insta- uh, Pinterest. Raina Wall, W-A-L-L. Um, and then my blog, if you don't have any of those platforms and you just want to go to a blog, it's just soulfuleats.blog. So S-O-U-L, full F-U-L-L, eats.blog. Um, I love it. Okay, Pinterest. I'm going to go stalk your Pinterest because no yeah. one ever has a Pinterest and like I can be on there for hours. So um. I, I know. I thought my friend really helped me because she was like, dude, everyone goes on Pinterest to find recipes. And I was like, oh my gosh, duh. Like I do it every day. Why didn't I? So I just link it and share them on there as well. Love it. And I will like write all of the, um, all of your names out. I'll link everything in the show notes so everyone can just go easy. Look at all your things. And, um, and yeah, thank you so much. Also my computer's at 33%. So this is like (laughs) divine angel timing. Um, so yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into today's episode of the Fill Your Cup podcast. I am so grateful and so appreciative for all your love, for all your support. If you resonated with anything in this episode, if you feel all of the good vibes, if you feel feel like your cup is filled back up, please share, take a screenshot of the episode post it on your Instagram stories, tag me at moving and grooving. Let me know what you think. Leave a rating, leave a review. That is going to help get the show into as many ears as possible, as many ears that need this show. So I appreciate it. Have a great day. Keep spreading your love, keep spreading your light, and keep filling up that cup.